I was, you know, the fourth child and I was nine years later. So there was a period of time where I was by myself. My parents would give me like a Barbie doll and they're like, go outside and go play. And I would become so creative. And I think some of the kids are, are losing that. They don't know how to be as creative as they could be. Everything's just in their face at all times. So they don't have those moments of being by themselves. You're listening to the MILF Podcast. This is the show where we talk about motherhood and sexuality with amazing women with fascinating stories to share on the joys of being a MILF. Now here's your host, the MILFiest MILF I know, Jennifer Tracy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is MILF Podcast, the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality, and everything in between. I'm your host, Jennifer Tracy. And I cannot believe this is the end of June. I'm such a broken record, aren't I? I say this at the beginning of every episode. I can't believe it's whatever date it is. Yeah, we're at the last one in June. Happy summer. It's officially summer. It's beautiful. Hopefully your kids are in sleepaway camp so you can breathe for a minute. <laughs> anyway, I let's see, a few things. Our show is coming up, our live show, our live event, which is July 24th. You can get tickets for that on the podcast website, milfpodcast.com, or you can go to dynastytypewriter.com and buy them there. I strongly suggest getting tickets beforehand. As of right now, we're not sold out, but I just don't want you to miss out if you really do want to go. So it's uh, Wednesday, July 24th at 8 p.m. at the Dynasty Typewriter Theater. It's a lovely theater. There will be valet parking there for you. There's concessions. I'm going to be selling some cool swag and some swag that is just exclusively for the show. But way more exciting than that is that we're going to have two poles. Yes, stripper poles on the stage. Some magic will be happening there. And then I have four panelists coming who are just going to rock your world. Come. I hope you can come. The June initiative for giving is familiesbelongtogether.org. So you can either donate to them directly. There's a link on my website. Or you can write an iTunes review for MILF Podcast. And I will donate $25 per review in the month of June. So there's that. Today's guest is the beautiful Anne Stedman. She is an actress and a writer and a content creator. And uh, I got to go to her house and meet with her. I met her through Allison Fanger. You remember her, beautiful Allison. And so Anne is a Texan girl and she's been in California for many, many years since she you know, decided she wanted to be an actress. And she's a real powerhouse. It was just so great. And she's so fun and warm. Anne's story is so beautiful and incredible and so deep and rich. And she's just fascinating. And honestly, I can't wait to see what she does next because she's got some stuff up her sleeve. And this woman is like just getting started with the stuff that she's creating. So I love that. I think it's inspiring. I think it's really inspiring to people who, you know, think, oh, I have an idea and I want to do it. And you, you can, you actually can. Anyway, without further ado... Please enjoy my conversation with Anne Stedman. Hi, Anne. Hi. I love that you just snorted right before we hit record. I'll do it at some point in this I'm interview. a snorter too, so it's you'll good we'll snort together. It's a good release. It's so genuine. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really excited. I'm so thrilled to have you. Thank you. So I was researching you and because you came to me through Allison Fanger, yes. who we both love so She's much. She's good times. 
I was researching you and got to your YouTube channel Uh-oh. and I got to experience <laughs> so many of your fun videos. Thank you. So can you tell me how this was birthed, this chic mama? There's just, it's a long journey. Okay. <laughs> But I mean, if you really want to get down to it, like you want to like start when I was 21. Yeah. So I was the whole shebang. Let's do this. Let's start from there. Let's go. So I was at UT in Austin studying to be, I was RTF, a writing major. And on a whim, I went on an audition with a girlfriend and I booked it. And I was like, oh my God, acting is so fun, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then my third audition was with Richard Linklater. And I booked Newton Boys. It was like with Matthew McConaughey and Ethan Hawke and Skeet Ulrich. And basically, Ethan's like, you should move to L.A. before this comes out. And I was like, I should. I really should. (laughs) And I was so naive to the competition, which actually worked to my benefit. You have to be, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't know a thousand girls looked just like me or more or maybe even more. Yeah. So I actually had this like amazing journey with acting. And then I picked up my husband in a bar. Yes, it's, oh, really? it does. It happens. It oh happens. God, I'm hanging out in all the wrong places. You can go old school. Fuck yoga. Yeah, go old school and get a. I like picked him up in a bar. <laughs> I love that you say picked him up. I picked him up. That's, that's very, very Texas. Yeah, it's very, that's Texas. very Texas. It is. It. Y'all is my favorite word. Were you born and raised in Texas? Oh, yeah. My oh. daddy's from Lockhart, Texas. Oh, honey. Yes, girl. Um, but anyways, I, I was 24. He was 21. Oh, we like grew up together. We were super babies. And then when I got pregnant and literally had my baby and my agency while I was in the hospital was like, we have an audition for you. I was like, is it, are you kidding? I'm busy right now. I forgot to book out, but I'm busy right now. I had you know, I'd been doing it for quite some time that that was like almost my identity. So it was this struggling of, you know, being a mom and still holding on to the career that I had known so long. And was there a fear, because I know I experienced this too, was there a fear of, oh my God, if I don't, you know, nurture the acting as well, like it'll disappear? Because as we 110%. So it literally five weeks into it, they started sending... Uh, you know, auditions. Five weeks into after your son was born. Five weeks. And it was such a struggle. And at that point, I had known quite a few people in town. So I would go on these auditions because of fear of losing my craft and be terrible. So Mm. awful because when Lucas would cry, I would, of course, that I would go to him first. And I require a lot of preparation when I go into a room. So they were terrible auditions. Mm. So I was like, you know what? This really isn't working. And and my nanny was starting to see all of his first words. And like, and I was like, this is not. For me, I wanted to pause. Yeah. So when I paused, I continued commercially because that was easy and yeah. fun. Um, but I started this blog just to have some type of creative outlet. Yes. Chic Mama LA. Yes. And it was more of like, just because you're a mom, you can still, you know, don't need to get on the sweatpants and you could still have be cool and chic. Yes. And, you know, be an awesome mom as well. Yes. So it was kind of like tips and, you know, for everything. And then I kind of narrowed it down to beauty and fashion. And it was really fun, but it kind of had plateau. You know, it got to a point where I was like, okay, this is where it's at. Yeah. And my agent called and he's like, 
are you ready to go back in? So I was like, I'm going to just put my foot in the water, see how it goes. And at this point, uh, my youngest was five and my oldest was nine. So I was like, okay. So you'd taken a nice break. I took a long break. Um, So they were both in elementary school. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can do this. So I did it very, very slowly. And I really then started focusing just on acting. And then I missed my blog. So it was like, yeah, because it it was a different type of outlet. Mm. And when I wasn't booking, I had something that was my own that I could create and always be um, passionate, you know? And you had ownership of that. I mean, you know, as an actor, we have so little control over the material we're given, the whether we get the part or not, what the auditions room is like. If the casting director doesn't like the color shirt we're wearing, all like of it. all those things, and it, you start to feel, or I started to feel, you know, just like, why am I doing this? You know, it, yeah. I felt crappy about myself yes. if I wasn't booking. So then I had something to always fall back on. And then my auditions became better because I had something that was my own. Interesting. And then I was like, why don't I just start? My then it started Chic Mama Carpool because I was really interested in other amazing moms. Yeah. So I pick up and and I have a daddy. There is one Chic Mama Daddy interview as well. But I started picking up different high profile parents and interviewed them while we took their kids to school, yeah. which I'm still doing. I just did Teddy Mellencamp yesterday. So great. Uh, little Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but she's amazing. She's such an amazing girl. Oh. Um, but it was really interesting to hear all these different moms and dads' stories. Yeah. You know, and tips because we we need that. Yes. You know, we need to have other aspects, you know, and components that people have to share. Yes. So then I was like, might as well do what my first original passion was. So then I created Chic Mama Drama, which is scripted. And so now I'm writing, producing casting, acting, and all of it. So awesome. It was it's really fun. I get to kind of every day do something that I enjoy. That's so great. And it's really funny. And we'll have in the show notes, you guys, um, we'll have a link to her YouTube uh channel. Thank you. And so you can just go straight there. And I was watching them again last night and they're so fun. And you also have on there some like home decorating videos. As you can see, well you you guys can't see, but my house is in shambles right now. (laughs) I don't I don't know if I'd call this shambles. Like it's one rug is out of place. But I did get to use the newly wallpapered um powder room. Thank you. Which is beautiful. It, thank you so much. It was very girl. enjoyable. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. um urinating, looking at the beautiful <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. That makes me so happy. Um <laughs> oh, that's really so, funny. Yeah. So we are we have a new video coming out. Um, Villa Lagoon gave us the most amazing tile and Adam is putting it together and that's maybe going to be another video. Yes. It's gorgeous. I'm looking at it right now. It's really stunning. It's like a starburst. It's good times. Yeah. It's awesome. Basically, I do videos of anything that makes me happy, Mm. you know, and and hopefully other people. And what's fun is some people really gravitate towards, you know, the videos of the tile. While others are interested. So I I try to kind of expand it out. So everybody is interested in something. Okay. So you've done all this and your kids are now 
I have a 13-year-old. Oh, my gosh. It's oh a whoa. My gosh. That's a whoa age. It totally changes. I'm sure. Mine is almost 10, and I'm starting to get a little bit of the sass. What, but it's even just he's grown four inches and oh. 20 pounds in like eight months. Wow. I'm like, he's a little man now. Yeah. And then, I, of course, I have Bash, my sweet little nine-year-old. Yeah. So, oh yeah, so we have we have sons the same age. Is Bash in fourth grade? He's in third. Okay, right. It's good times. Yeah, so cute. They're so cuddly. They are. Oh, he cuddles every morning. Jumps in bed, and he's my morning cuddles. I know. So I sweet. love having a boy. I mean, I don't. I don't. Didn't experience having a girl. Me, me either, girl. But I'm okay with it. <laughs> I am too. I love my boy. I feel like you get what you're supposed to have yeah, in your journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? So, okay, so you're doing all this amazing creative stuff, and it sounds like you have a very supportive partner also, your husband. Michael's incredible. He he helps me produce a lot of my stuff as well. I either work with my husband or my brother, my brother Jim. So Jim helps me with the scripted. And they're all, I mean, obviously no, your husband's fly in from uh, Jim will really? fly in from Austin. It's the cutest That's so thing. sweet. It really is. Is he... An artist as well? Is he yes. A- so he's an incredible director and editor. So. Oh, my God. How yeah, great I, to have that in your back pocket. I've got two awesome dudes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I know. So you have And then own- Ma- Matt, my other brother, he's incredible too. Really? Just had to throw that oh, out okay. there. You didn't want him to feel left out. No, we love you <laughs> so much, Matt. <laughs> Even though you're not doing anything for Chic Mama Productions. Um, that's he, okay. That's okay. We'll forgive you. He mentally you. helps me. I okay. Got it. Got yeah. it. Moral support. Moral, Moral support, support is very is, important. It is. And so you're doing all this amazing stuff. You're creating this, basically your own network, it sounds like. We're, we're working our way there. I'm trying. Yeah. And you recently wrote a script, I saw. I did. Congratulations. I Thank you. We are doing rewrites right now on it. But it's literally, it's full blown because before I decided I was going to be a writing major, I actually thought I was going to uh, be in journalism. So my chic mama carpool, it's really full circle. I literally was like, what are all my wishes and dreams? Yes. I'm just going to do them. Yes. Why not? Because I'm, I mean, I'm 43. Yes, me too. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm going to be 44 in June. You look good, girl. You do too, girl. Yes. Mm, Get Mm. it. (laughs) <laughs> but I was like, what's stopping me? Yeah. You know, and, and I don't want to look back and say I didn't at least try. Yes. And when you have that pull, like I want to hear what your script is about in a minute, but when you have that pull of that story or whatever it is, or the or the chic mama carpool and the chic mama drama, like there's this pull inside of you that's like this, I need to birth this thing. And you just went out and did it. And I think that is such a wonderful, beautiful example for so many of us who might be sitting at home and like, oh, but I can't have this. You can. You totally can. You can. You and totally you can start, can. you know, my first carpool was with the amazing Marla Sokoloff. I may, her daughter may be my goddaughter. So I was like, girl, get in the car. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, it, we did it for like literally nothing. Yeah. Like you can, if, if. There's a will, there's a way. Yeah. You know, you can do it. Yeah. And it's just about... And you can start small. Exactly. And it's just about doing it and committing to doing it. Exactly. You know? So I think that's so great. So can you tell me about your script? Is it under wraps? I feel like I want to keep it a little under wraps. Can you tell me genre? It's a comedy. It's a comedy. I mean, obviously. Duh. (laughs) Uh, I gravitate toward comedy. But there's some serious moments within it. Yeah. 
Awesome. I can say that. Oh my God. Awesome. And I'm, re- I'm working with my brother. So great. Yeah. So we're writing It helps partners. to have a partner. It's it totally really does. hard to write in a vacuum with no account. No, when you're not accountable to another human and also you're just alone in your head, that can yes. be really hard too. We give each other deadlines. Oh, that's so we're smart. We're very good at that's that. That's great. Yeah. That's so great. I'm like, okay, by Tuesday, <laughs> I will have this to you. I promise. Because I also have so many moving parts and I'm wearing a lot of different hats that if I don't give myself a deadline of some sort, even within myself. Yes. Because half the time I'm sitting at my computer at my home. Yeah. That's my office. Yeah. Um, You know, if I don't set myself up for that, it it could lead to failure. So I give myself little, you know. Yes. Little deadlines. And how do you, um, I just thought like had a question and it went right out of my head the moment that I opened my mouth. Oh, now I know what it was. There it is. Uh, <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It make, no, don't ever apologize. <laughs> it's the most perfect, pure, <sighs> loving, beautiful thing. How are you balancing having a, so you have a 13-year-old and a nine-year-old nine and a husband you got to remember him sometimes. Of course. Um, and then having this, basically, your own production company. Mm-hmm. And Lockhart Productions. That's right. It's my dad's. It's my it's, dad's where he was born. Oh, that's so it sweet. Cute? I love it. And Lockhart sounds cool. It sounds awesome. <laughs> it's badass. But, but wait, I just interrupted no, you. No, no, it's okay. Go I love with that it. Question. I'm, I'm very tangential and we have asides. Like I was going to, I was joking with uh, my guest, Wendy Miller. I should just have a show of asides. I like this. Like another aside, because I, I constantly am going from topic to topic. I can barely keep up with myself, which is why I forgot <laughs> the question when I was ask, about to ask it. But so, how are you balancing, you know, all of this with, your own self-care. Like I'm looking at you and you're beautiful oh, and you're put sweet. together and you're wearing so you like lady? a dry cleaned shirt <laughs> and your nails are done and you're <laughs> sort like, of from afar. <laughs> They're a little chipped. I mean, <laughs> well here, here, I mean, how do you balance and, and like, do, like have time for yourself and have time to, you know, each week is a different type of balance. Yeah. Is basically like one week. If I'm super, super busy, I let my boys know. Mm. You know, and and they're at an age where they, they also tell me that they're proud of me, which is so Aww. sweet. Um, I think they're at an age now that they can watch me and they're like, you know, good for you, mommy. You know, I was up for a movie and I and and I still am and I may have to leave. And they're like, no, we want you to take it because mm. we know how much it means to you. But back to the question. Um Certain weeks, I just let them know that it's going to be a busy, busy week. And then I carve out, you know, when they get home from school, as much time as possible. And for us, it's sports. I am pretty much at every sporting event that they do. um, And that means a lot to all of us. Yeah. You know, so they know the drill. And then there's weeks where, you know, for spring break, I took the whole time off. Yeah. You know, and it was just us as a family. Yeah. So it's just, it's a juggling act and it's never equally balanced, yeah. to be honest. You and know? it's always changing, right? On a daily basis. Yeah. One day is never the same. I remember I was out with a girlfriend who's single. Uh, we were having dinner a couple months ago and she said, well, when, when are you, when are you free? Like, what's your free time? I was like, 
it changes every single day. And yeah. I wouldn't even ever call it free time anymore. No. It's not free time. It's like everything's scheduled. Everything down to the minute. I mean, literally, <laughs> like my ex-husband, it's so funny. He has these, he's from Louisiana, so he has all these funny Southern sayings. And so he would always, I don't know if this is a Southern saying. This is probably just a Bloomsism. His name is Blooms. But he would say, you couldn't fit a fart into that schedule. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's a new one. So using it on my boys it's today. It's so good, right? <laughs> because it's so, it's, and it's true. It's like, wow, you know, I'm really scheduled out. But within that, like, I try to kind of maintain not overscheduling myself or my kid. Yeah. You know. That's very important. Oh, my gosh. I think a lot of kids are overscheduled and, or they have, um, their iPads and video games in front of them and they don't know how to be like bored. Totally. Um, and it's it's becoming a thing. Oh There's, my gosh, totally. Within, if they don't have something, some kind of gadget yes. or some kind of play date, they're like, well, what do I do with myself? I know. I was, you know, the fourth child and I was nine years later. So there was a period of time where I was by myself. My parents would give me like a Barbie doll and they're like, go outside and go play. Yeah. And I would become so creative. And I think some of the kids are, are losing that. They don't know how to be as creative as they could be because they are so, everything's just in their face at all times. Yeah. So they don't have those moments of being by themselves. I know. It is, it is scary. I mean, I, my one saving grace right now, I mean, my son is completely addicted to television and video games and iPad. He's Most nine. boys are. Oh my God. And he's begging me for a phone. Oh, that's a hard one. Oh, it's so hard. I'm like, well, you already have an iPad. He's like, he's like, well, I need cell service for the bus because he takes the bus to school. I need cell service for the bus so that I can watch cartoons on YouTube no. for the bus ride. And I'm like, dude, and I, this is where I feel old. Or it's like that cliche, you know, when I was your age, you know. I'm but still that girl. It's like, <laughs> When I was your age, like I took the bus to camp and we talked. Yeah. That's <laughs> shocking. It's so riveting. There's a thing called talking and looking also out the window. Looking out the window. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, it's so funny. And he's like, like oh, what? that's boring. Ugh. I know. Uh, there's been times where one of my son's friends was here and they were texting each other within the room. I go, this is not allowed. <laughs> this is not okay. This is really disturbing. I know. I We were sort of late to the game to give Lucas uh, a phone and Bash does not have one. No, wait, what does that mean? Because he's 13. So, so now, he got it. what's the standard now? Uh, well, we were basically like, you should get it your... Uh, Middle I mean, school. Like sixth grade graduation. Right. Um, a lot of kids got it much earlier. I know. And he then wanted Instagram, oh, which boy. is very scary to me. Um, there's some pluses and then there's some definite mi you know, minuses right. for social media, especially when you're at a young age and things can affect you easily because sure. you don't understand. Sure. Um, so he wrote 100 reasons why he should have an Instagram. Wow. I'm um, impressed. It, well, he's good like that. <laughs> but, you know, some of the things that he put down was that we could help manage it with him. Okay. So that made me feel safe. Yeah. He's probably like, dude, mom, why are you saying this on? <laughs> I know, right? Oh, please. If, if my son, I mean, my poor son, someday he'll listen to these and he'll be like, why were you talking Just about talk. my naked body or I, whatever it was? Like, my changing my diaper, he'll be mortified. But it's like. 
It's good times. Sorry, dude. But I feel like he's at an age where it does help to help him understand everything. Because he may think a video is really funny, but it is out there forever. Even in an Insta story, someone can copy it. Totally. And of course, internships and later down the road, colleges are going to be looking at this. Yeah. And I mean, before Michael and I hire, I'll be honest, I'll go to the person's Instagram account of course. and check out their personality. Of course. Uh, and that has make or break people before. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's really important for kids to know what they're putting out there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's never gone. It's never gone. I know. And we didn't have that growing up. No. So how do you, how long has he had the Instagram? He's had it for a, a little over a year now. Okay. So you're, you've are you been in it for a while. Oh, we've been in it. And how's it we've going? we discussions. Okay. I mean, if he... It's a, a constant like flow of... Not constant, but I not mean... Not constant because he now knows. But in the beginning, I was like, no, you are not posting that. You know? Yeah. and And then, I mean... If we want to get real, real, I mean, say they hashtag, you know, White House. And what if there is a strip club called White House as well? Oh, wow. And then they're seeing photos that are completely inappropriate. You just, you have to be very careful. Or down to somebody is invited to a party and they see that they're not invited. There's totally. so many elements of it. Oh. that You have to just be really careful and be very open with your kids and, and talk to them about it. Yeah. So you can help guide them. Wow. It's I mean, that just adds another layer of some another thing you have to navigate it's, it's with crazy. your child. The social media is kind of crazy. But I love that you're just taking it on like, you know, head head on. I couldn't think of the phrase I wanted. I have such mom brain. Sometimes I worry. I gen, This is genuine. Like I'm not making a joke. I sometimes genuinely worry that I'm like having the early, 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 Stop early, it. early on <laughs> because I, my brain, I'm just like, why? I, I, but right I there know. with you. I just I'm keep right saying, there with you. Oh, it's mom brain, I guess. I don't know. But <clears throat> maybe another cup of coffee. Oh my God, girl. <laughs> so I love that you're, you know, I, I can't think of the phrase I want, but you're, you're really at going at it. I try to keep open communication yes. in hopes that he does it too. Yes. And also like, as it comes up, you're going to talk to him about these things that are real. Like, you know, and some of the questions you're like, <gasps> I'm sure inside internally, yeah. but then you try to play it cool. You're yeah. like, no, I, I, yeah, of course, of yeah. course I know about this, you know, and then he'll, I, I can't dive in too deep. Yeah. He'll be like of mortified. Of course. I get but, it. You know, you just try to keep everything as open as possible. So they do come to you on yeah. things that are very important to yeah, them. Absolutely. And it's so good for him to feel like he can be independent and that he can be trusted, yes. you know? So, yes. and that, that's such an important piece of growing up. I'm just looking in your kitchen. You have all these, are those silhouettes from the children from Disneyland? You know, no, it was at a party. At a party. But yeah, that was us, I want to say like four or five years ago. Oh my God, it's so sweet. It's those little silhouettes. I remember getting one of me done. It's just the, I don't, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Just a silhouette mm -hmm. in Disneyland when I was little. I don't know where it is, but I remember thinking that was just the neatest thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you have it for a lifetime. Yeah, it's really neat. So cute. That's really cool. So, okay, let me check the time. Okay, we're we're cruising along. I love this. I love it too. It's so fun. It's so fun. So you're still acting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am going out there and getting it. Yeah. Yes, you as are. As much as I can. It, yeah. the, you know, I will say the roles are totally different. I know, right? Once you hit 30, well, when I hit 35, mm -hmm. 
there was a couple years that I was still going out for the same stuff, but everything shifted. And then as soon yeah. as I had a kid, I went from being on a show um, and I was 28 playing 22. And then that following pilot season, they had me going out as like a mom of a five-year-old. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh, which I didn't mind, right? but I didn't book, you know, because my face didn't match yeah. where I was going. Sure. Sure. Um, but now that I have, you know, a little wrinkle here and there, it's actually amazing because I've played character roles. Yeah. I was always like the love interest or the girl next door. Yeah. And now, you know, I was like a drunken principal. Like I've played like, and then I played a villain in a kid's movie. Like I've actually played like meaty fun. roles. Yes. And it's been way more fun. Oh, that's I awesome. Love. Yeah, that's it's good awesome. Times. And it feels... um it feels freeing to not have to be attached to that kind of ingenue look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was pl- literally, I was playing the same character. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Which I loved. Right. But it was. it's now nice that I have a little more of a challenge. Yes. And you have ownership of your own stuff that you're creating. Yes. Now, ultimately, the script that you're developing, is it is it for you? One role might be for me. <laughs> That's so I awesome. mean, come on. And then with Chic Mama Drama, so basically, let me go back and explain. So it's we wanted to do this kind of fun. Chic Mama Drama is what happens before I pick up the actual guest. Got it. And it's a scripted, it's almost like a mockumentary mm-hmm. of what happens. So we make up a fake scenario of what happens before that's really humorous and funny uh, and then afterwards, when you watch that, you can click on to the real interview. So it almost blurs the lines of what's real and what's not. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, there was Larry, uh, Sanders show. Do you remember that? Of course. His, his actual, you know, interviews mm. were fake. So mine is like the real interviews, but with fake circumstances yeah. and th- that are really funny. Yeah. Really funny. Thank you. I was watching the one last night where you went, <laughs> I don't want to give it away for the, those that, you went to a house thinking that you were meeting Laura. Yeah, Laura Wasser. And someone answered the door and there was this massive confusion about what was going on. It was really just a little, funny. Just a little like, confusion. Do you have any skin allergies? Uh, why are you asking me that? <laughs> What's happening? No. <laughs> it was really- Tony Robinette is oh the actor. And oh, he's he was fantastic. Isn't he really good? He's so funny. He's good times. <laughs> anyway, we got to, we, like, I think 700 people auditioned for that role, and we narrowed it down to him. So it, that wow. process was really fun, too. I had never done that before. How do you audition people? Do they send in tape? Yep. They easy. send in, Great. so yeah, so we put I mean, out. easier, not easy yeah. for you because you still have to watch all the tapes. But um, we, <clears throat> there was so many learning lessons of what to do and what not to do. That was really interesting as well. As, as far an as actor. Casting? Uh-huh. Oh. As an actor. Say more. Just, just, you just see what you, like some people will throw in some jokes, you know, and you're like, oh, that's actually really not that. Yes. Helpful. Helpful. Yeah. 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 So it was really an interesting process. Wow, I bet. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. So what's next for you in Chic Mama? You're just going to keep, do you have so more So I have two up? more Chic Mama carpools and we're actually trying, we're actually going to start pitching the Chic Mama drama with the Chic Mama carpool as a, a unit that's together. Great. So that's, so that's what we're doing next. Great. Awesome. How many of these do you shoot a month? It totally varies. Yeah. Um, depending, like I... 
go off brands. So when I get a brand opportunity, that's when we shoot. Got it. Because I've got, you know, I got to figure out how to get it paid for. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can't fund the Production whole thing. isn't free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically what we've been doing lately is like a brand off. So we'll do like one brand per episode. Got it. And we're just trying to see if that's how we're going to continue to go or if we're going to do How did you avenue. establish those relationships with the brands? Like, like <clears throat> starting from the first one, how did that come about? So brands would come to me through my Chic Mama LA blog. That's amazing. And then I also have an agent that helps. So my agent, a branding agent, will help me get brands to come in as well. Got it. So, you know, I mean, we did one... Um, with a makeup line and they, I got a celebrity makeup artist, uh, Monica Blunder, who's insanely talented. And she did a tutorial in the car, which was like incredible. So it's like, we kind of pair different people with brands, you know, that make sense. That's so great. Yeah. It's really fun. That's so great. I love that. That's so smart. And also I think just good for people to hear out there, like, how, how you can get it done. <laughs> how you can get it done. Yeah. Because there is, you know, there are companies that need advertising. And, you know, when you provide good content and good script, yeah. like you can provide that for them and they can exchange it for production. It, it goes back to, you know, if you really want it, there's always a way of yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about, so after you gave birth, did you experience any postpartum? Not with Lucas, but with Bash. Interesting. Yeah, Lucas was, I, or you know what? Maybe I was, but I was just so busy. Right. Because you, I, well, you were. I in went the delivery right back room, into work. Like, yeah, I literally in. went, and so yeah. I might have had it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I definitely felt it when Sebastian was born. Yeah. Uh, for a couple months, you know, and and I knew what it was, so I was able to kind of tackle it on my own. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely a real thing that's yeah. out there. And and kudos to all moms who yeah. are, you know, push through it and come out on the other side. Yeah. I mean, just think of what our bodies are going through. It's so massive. It's crazy if it's you think about it. so massive. <laughs> so, you know, it kind of, it makes sense that, you know, y- your body's just getting back to what it was before. Yeah. So it's kind of a hard struggle sometimes. Yeah. And did you have support around that when you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. My husband. Mean, my husband's amazing. My dad's child therapist. That kind of helps too. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, let's go there. So you grew up in a household with four children. You're yes. the youngest. Yes. By nine years below the yes second youngest. And then it's thirteen to nine years age wow. gap. Wow. And your dad was a child therapist. What uh-huh. did your mom do? She was an awesome mom. Okay. Yep. With four kids, she was like, uh, I'm just I'm locking full. this down. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Good. So, but she always did her own things. You uh, know, she was so cool. So that's where you got that modeling from of like, I'm going to do my own thing. Okay, yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah. So when I went off to college, my mom would go to the craziest places. So she, for a month, would go dig up artifacts in London she went and studied in Paris and she lived with monks. Like she did these, she did a That's bucket amazing. list. Isn't that amazing? And then after that month of her doing what she wanted to do, my dad would meet her up and then they would travel together. It was so incredible. And that's how you stay married, people. It really is. <laughs> that is that is really awesome. That and every Saturday they had a ongoing date. 
whether they wanted to go or not. Like they, oh. and that's what they're still married. That's so They're still sweet. kicking it. I know. But back to uh, my dad. Yeah, it was incredible to have him as a child therapist because he never brought it home. So you didn't feel like he right. was analyzing you. Right. Um, but if you needed help, he was incredible at yeah. it. And he, to this day, I still am like, oh my God, you know, with my That's boys. so great. So it's so great that I get to call him and he has such valid, awesome advice. Oh, well, and he probably didn't damage you as much as the average person, you know, because he's like, whoop, don't, that's going to, hold I, on there. I know if I say that, if I do this. <laughs> I'm going to have another one, you know, that's, uh, but I mean, all jokes aside, how wonderful and that you're obviously so close with your whole family. Yes, I am. I feel very lucky. That's so great. So you have two brothers and a sister? Um, my sister passed of cancer. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. Mm. Um, she was 24 and oh. uh, it was two weeks after her 24th birthday and I was 12. And in a weird way, it was such a positive thing. She decided she was like not going to have her last surgery. And she had her bucket list and she went and did her thing and probably lived a more fulfilled life than some do, Yeah, you know, in that short amount of time. And it really pulled our family in tighter because it either does one or the other. Yeah. And fortunately we, we had the support of our parents who were so incredible, you know, with it. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine what they went through oh, now yeah. having my own children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What that must feel felt like. Yeah. Um, it was a very wild ride. Um, but you know, we think of Mary, her her birthday was a week ago, you know, yeah. and I still think of her and I she's always there with me. Yeah. Just in a different way. Wow. Yeah. What kind of cancer was it? Well, we thought it was a hematoma from a skiing accident. It was like a bruise on her thigh. Uh -huh. It ended up being sarcoma, which is very aggressive. Right. And uh, it traveled into her lungs, you know. So at that point, there's kind of no stopping it. So she chose to go the po positive route, you yeah. know. And she was just like, I'm going to live each day the way I want to while I'm still here. Yeah. Which, wow. yeah. What an inspiration. Um, there's actually a book. Um, my, my mom's, um, journal with my sister's journal combined. Oh, so I'm, that's, I'm, wow. Yes. What's the name of the book? Well, they, ch it was the journal, the journal journey of Mary Stedman, but I don't, they changed the title of it. So, okay. so it hasn't been out. It's not out. It's yet. out, but they okay. changed the title. Okay. And I'm, I feel terrible that I don't. Oh my God. Not at all. We'll research it. We'll put it in the show notes. Yes. That's nice. so beautiful. Uh, and when I read it since I was 12, I didn't remember half of the stuff that actually really happened. Sure. And I think I kind of blocked some of it out. Sure. Cause it was almost too much. Like I was starting to go through puberty myself. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, when she passed, I was in middle school mm. and the principal told everyone. So I had the weirdest responses. It was because they hadn't dealt with death before. Right. So either people were overly supportive or almost kind of thought of me as like a weirdo. Like right. they didn't know how to handle it. Right. So I was literally given one week where I was able to cry. And then everyone's like, well, why are you so sad still? Oh, God. So it was a really oh. hard struggle balancing it. And I think I, I kind of 
wasn't fully healed. You know, it took me quite yeah. some time to register that I I wasn't. Yeah. And my parents, they were grieving themselves. Yeah. So I think I was like, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Right. Because I didn't want to give them more pain. Right. So it, it was a definitely an interesting process when I looked 20 years back and I was like, oh, wait, I still have this with me. Yeah. Of course. Well, and now your son is the age you were just yeah. a year older than That's, when you had I that think experience. That I'm sure. I'm sure. Because back then there wasn't cell phones, you know, so right. doctors would call our house and I would have to find my parents and call them to tell them the news. So I also kind of lost some of my innocence yeah. in the sense that I had to become an adult yes. for my sister and my parents. Yes. Um. So it was definitely a weird but beautiful journey. Wow. And what an indelible mark she's left on you and your family as like, as artists, mm -hmm. as family members. Yes, and definitely. to inspire you. And, and I would assume that that's probably imbued not only how badass your mom is that she goes and like studies with monks and goes to Paris and like, that's incredible. Um, but that, you know, Mary. She's forever for in it. us. Yeah. 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 She, she was an incredible example of how to live life. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Wow. Um, you're amazing. And I could talk to you like for so much longer. I don't know. We might have to do more of these. <laughs> Done. Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's any other questions I had for you. Do you have any questions for me? I don't usually ask that, but <clears throat> I how just want to start this. Ah, how did I start this? Um, I mean, similar Similar, similar. I thought I was going to be in journalism. And then I worked for a TV station in college. And I said, fuck this. This is horrible. Um, and then I majored in film, screenwriting. And oh, we so are similar. I came out to here to be an actress. Same thing. I didn't do a lot of theatrical auditions or bookings. You know, that just never kind of came to me. But I did a lot of commercials. Yes. And then I had my son. And then it was just like. I need more. I need, I, well, at first I had a horrible postpartum for three years. Oh, wow. Three years. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. Uh, yes. And so I didn't get outside help. And then finally I did. <clears throat> and I got medication and therapy and it Amazing. helped amazingly. Like, Good. like within six weeks, I felt like so much better. And then I started writing and I was just like, I need to... Kind of like how you were saying the blog was just like so like it felt so good and so therapeutic and yep. just and then you start getting the feedback of like, oh, this is helping people. This it is, is amazing. Exactly. And so, yeah. And so the one thing led to another. And then I wrote my first novel and then I just had this pull to do a podcast with other moms. Yes, girl. Yeah. Well, it's so funny being interviewed because I'm usually on the other side. Yes, totally, <laughs> totally. It's fun though, right? It is fun. Yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. And you never know where it's going to go. You never know where it's going to go. That's the exciting part. It's so exciting because I'll, like like, I'll have like questions in my head of what I'm going to ask. And then sometimes we don't even go there. Yeah. I don't I, even plan it. I mean, I research the person a little bit if I don't know them already. Yeah. Just so that I'm not like, uh, you know. But most of it is just like us sitting down, getting to know each other a exactly. little bit. Like a little fly on the wall. Yeah, it's really fun. It is fun. It's really fun. So, Anne, I'm going to ask you three questions that I ask every guest. Oh, okay. Bring it. And then we're going to go into a lightning round of fun questions. Okay. What do you think about Anne when you hear the word MILF? I blush. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, as we, we get older too, 
I'm going more inside than, you know what I'm saying? So I'm more attracted to people than their minds, you know, than their looks, you know, these days. And it used to be a lot different in my 20s, how I felt. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. What's something you've changed your mind about recently? I think I've changed my mind on trying to, in my parenting skills of like letting go a little more because I'm very into almost controlling how things are operated. And I'm like, especially with my son, Sebastian, it's with his type of personality, it's better to just kind of let go a little bit of the control. Yeah. It's so hard to do. So hard to do. Oh my God. It's so hard. Yeah. My son, he wears a uniform to school and today I gave him a button down shirt. And usually he wears these polo shirts that are like knit cotton pull over your head, you know, but this was a button down, you know, it was iron dry cleaned. And I said, do you want to try this one? He he put it on, he goes, this is scratchy. And I said, oh, do you need help unbuttoning it? And no. And we like, we were running like out of time. And because, you know, we were talking before we hit record about how you have to leave the house at a certain time to get to the school on time because LA traffic is a nightmare. Nightmare. So he's unbuttoning it and he's struggling. I'm like, do you need help? And I reach over and he just what's my hand that's, away and that's what I'm talking just, about he's so like I got it you know yeah. and I'm like okay got it mm-hmm. and it's just I've had to and he's been like that since he was born yeah not like swatting my hand away but just he's very he wants to feel that independence and exactly and I try to nurture it but I also like wanted him to know that I'm there for it and I also then I'm like we gotta go and you know, it's, it's I'm like, right there with you oh my god <laughs> right there with so that's what I exactly mean I'm like, okay, he needs to be able to, because he's also at that age, you know, and then I got my 13-year-old that it's like, oh, mom. Mom, what do you uh, want? God, mom. I roll. But my my nine-year-old at the same time, my nine-year-old, my I only have one. I don't know why. I'm, I'm like, I'm like mirroring. I'm like, my nine-year-old, wait, I only have one. And Mike was on. Anyway, he will do that kind of stuff, but then he'll be like, Mom, can you get me lemonade with of crushed ice? I know. Can you get? Can you slice up an apple for me? Again? So you don't know which direction to go. You're oh like, wait, what? Huh? Oh God, it's a hard balance. It's, it's a dance. Juggle. How do you define success? Waking up and being very happy. Mm. You know, like just being so content and excited for the day. Mm. You seem like you're like that most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, but there's there's moments. Yeah, and it's totally normal. And of okay. course, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be, there'd be worry if it, there weren't. Exactly. That would be a whole other thing. Um, I always think of Annette Benning in American Beauty. Exactly. <laughs> I love, Everything's fine. I will sell this house today. I will sell this house today. God, she was brilliant in that. So good. Lightning round of questions. Oh. Ocean or desert? Ocean. Favorite junk food? Queso. Oh, God, girl. Texas. Uh. Now, okay, this is very And I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Oh, yum. So Mexican food, so different and delicious. Where do you get your queso from here? What's the best queso? Do you get like the jar? No. No. Okay. Oh, okay. No. Um, (laughs) She's repulsed. Like like, what? (laughs) Um, There's one really ghetto one that's edible. Give it. I need it. It's it's the one everyone knows. I can do a Velveeta with Rotel. I can do it. Oh, I can okay. do that. It's totally disgusting processed cheese, but it is it really yummy. Good. <laughs> it tastes good. I go to Home State occasionally. They don't have one over here. They should open one. Home State, you should open one in the Valley. Hey, yeah. But um, their queso is the best I've ever tasted. I've never tried it. 
Are we serious right now? I think you might need to drive I'm, to Los Feliz. I'm I know in. it's far, but it's... No, it's not that far. And their tacos are... Oh, they're, it's okay, really so good. Okay, so I may have yeah. to go over there. And they're three Texas girls. They're triplets from Texas. That's good times. Yeah. Okay. Good they're to know. They're amazing. Good You to might know. know them. You might even like... I'll I be like, know. oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> you never know. So just, I mean, Texas is a huge state, but it is a small Everyone's world. like, so do you know... No, I'm and like, you're like, um... Texas is giant. <laughs> it takes like days to yeah, drive through, exactly. but okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so queso. Okay. So, all right. Um, movies or Broadway show? Movies. Daytime sex or nighttime sex? Oh, well, both boys were daytime. Uh, Sunshine. I mean, if my boys listen to this, uh, well, I remember once my parents, I I was, we were talking about, I think I was a teenager. I was 12 or 13. Well, my voice got really low all of a sudden, like Suzanne Blachette. Right. And now I'm dating myself. Our younger listeners are going to be like, who? Who's Suzanne? Who? What? Where? So my dad, I just remember him. We were talking about something came up where they were, oh, my God, is that your wedding picture? It is. Ah. We were babies. Oh, my God. You're on the beach. We're on the beach. So pretty. Sorry. See, I get just so distracted. I'm like, ah, (laughs) a shiny thing. It's pretty. Let's talk about that. My parents, I remember my dad just saying, we only did it once and we both wore bags over our heads. There you Jennifer, go. don't worry. You go. Good to know. Good to know. My dad's crazy. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Sounds romantic. Cat person or dog person? Well, do- uh, dog person. Um, I have, uh, I used to have a pug. Oh. Little Chloe. She, she was almost 18. Oh, good girl. Good she lived girl. a long life. And now I have beautiful Sky. Sky. She's a golden retriever. So cute. Oh my God. I'm a dog person. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Have you ever worn a unitard? When I was eight. That's very specific. So you only I did dance class when I was eight. No, I'm I'm sure it was a little longer. Got it. But around that age. So you were in dance. Did you do like ballet, tap, and jazz? Yeah, Yeah, me too. It wasn't that. Me too. Great at it. I don't believe that. No, no, I love dancing. Yeah. But when I'm forced to dance a particular way, it was a little, yeah. 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 Shower or bathtub? Depends on my mood. Mm. Yeah, both Depends have their value. Yeah. Yes. Ice cream or chocolate? It's a hard one. I'm going to go... Ch- um, you were tortured with that. It's a very oh, difficult question. Sophie's choice. Oh, my God. Chocolate. Mm. What kind of chocolate? All. Okay. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how good are you at ping pong? We have a ping pong table, and I suck. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. I'm amazing. It's all the boys in the house love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their bonding. It's very cute. What's your biggest pet peeve? People who say one thing and do another. Mm. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Yeah. If you could push a button and have perfect skin for the rest of your life, which you kind of already do. No. Yeah. But it would also give you incurable halitosis for the rest of your life. Oh, would you Jesus, push it? No. I had one person answer yes. What? That's super weird. She was like, this is really hard, but yes. Superpower choice. Invisibility, ability to fly, or super strength? It's always been flying. Oh. I mean, I get jealous of the birds. I'm like, where are you going? Are you an air sign? What's When's your birthday? I'm a Capricorn. Okay. So... I don't think that's a yes. I don't even know. I don't know why I asked that. I like as if I know anything about. I, I I'm almost an Aquarius, if that means anything. Okay. But I'm I'm when you read a Capricorn, I'm kind of right there. Your textbook? Yeah, not textbook. Okay, but there's some like ahas. Uh-huh. Yeah, 
Got it. Yeah. So funny. Would you rather have a penis where your tailbone is? Stop it. What is happening? Or a third eye? Allison, literally, when I asked this question, she was like, I like totally lost her. I got her back. But then she was, she was like, like, I'm done. It's a wrap. What is this podcast? Like, what? What's happening? Yeah. I don't trust you anymore. I don't like you anymore. Um, I'll take a third eyeball so I can like check out what my kids are doing. Yes. Good. Okay. What was the name of your first pet? It was fuzzy one, fuzzy two, fuzzy three, fuzzy up to like 15. I had a lot of hamsters and they pass often. So I would just keep, nope, that's fuzzy. Same coloring, same everything. Okay, fuzzy. And what was the name of the street you grew up on? Temptation. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Temptation. So your poor name is Fuzzy Temptation. Fuzzy Temptation. Oh, my God. Girl. I think I found a new profession. That is gold. That's your second production company right there. Fuzzy Temptation. Fuzzy Temptation. I think there's a song in that. There's a book. So much. There's so much a makeup to had. line. There's a I lingerie a line. Another path to go down now. Not porn. <laughs> no, I'm talking product. Just product. Just product. Just product. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I'm like envisioning pink marabou feathers on bra tops. All of it. Oh, my poor parents. You're going to have, you're going to have, no, but this is where the creative juices like fly. And you're, oh, there's going to be a Fuzzy Temptations Cafe. For sure. For I mean, what do you, what do you <laughs> give people? Mojitos with little feather boas oh, wrapped around their good waist. Times. <laughs> good times. And you're oh, so amazing. Thank this you was so much. much. Fun. Thank you. It's been a delight. It's been so fun. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Anne. Join me next week when we have Tiffany Chambers on the show. Tiffany is a, well, I'm actually going to leave it as a surprise, but she works with bodies, women's bodies. And she has like a million credentials. And she is a mom of two. And she also is just an incredible badass, like beyond deeply, deeply badass. Yeah, it's going to be great. And you're going to learn so much stuff from it that you can use in your life and your body and your body's rehabilitation, you know, which we all need, right? And especially the older we get, ladies. So anyway, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I can't wait to bring you another fresh episode of MILF podcast next week. Bye.